yo ma, what's poppin'? Welcome back to Remix. This is a new season with a new host. My name is Sam Scheip, and I'm joined today by... Shweta Sundarajan. So today, uh, just quick intro. What have you been listening to recently, Shweta? What's been on your playlist? Do you really want to know? Absolutely. Uh, K-pop and yeah. K-rap, obviously. Okay. K-rap, okay. K-rap. That's a, that's a little different. That's a little it's different. A who, little bit... who are, like, the artists? Uh, art, well, there's a lot of different art, artists, but you've got Epic High, who is the OG K-pop rap people first generation. You got um, Tablo, you got Jay Park, you got, oh my god, RM, uh, August D, all of these dope-ass rappers, which I highly, highly, highly give a shout-out to. Please listen to them. Listen to August D2. Album is fire okay yeah i mean the only one out of all those that i've heard of is rm um is it all in korean or is like is it kind of like how k-pop kind of like has like a little bit of english in there or honestly it depends um there is always mix like mixing of english and korean so honestly it'll be like korean rap 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 and then it'll be like a word in english and you're like aha i got one i got one therefore i know what the entire song is about that's not how it works I think that's how it works. You gotta read the lyrics. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Last I checked. Of course. Of yeah. Course. Unless you have an innate understanding of Korean. Right. Because we all I, do. You know, I'm just a huge K-pop stan. Like I love it. Oh yeah, you're such a Korea boo. For those of you that don't know me as well as Shweta, you know that that is heavy sarcasm, but you know, it's just it's just how we how we move about our lives, move about our music preferences. You know, I've been wanting to get into more K-pop, but I'm. You know, first of all, I'm scared of the fans. They are terrifying. Oh, my God. Like, BTS ARMY, that's that's scary to another level. Like, I thought Eminem fans were bad, Mm-mm. and then I met BTS fans, and I got ripped a new one. So, you're talking to an ARMY, but uh-huh. as an ARMY, I'm scared of the fandom, because I've seen the damage they can do when someone insults bts or when someone insults the fandom it's like you don't touch the beehive the beehive when it the beehive. just it, you don't is it what is it it's not the beehive I is it no the, i think that's i think that's fair is yeah. it like the, the beehive or a wasp nest whatever you want yeah, yeah. just the bts hive sure yeah, just don't poke the nest man don't poke the sleeping bear uh-huh. but again time and time again people want to poke the sleep why you know what the the army has done okay but if i don't think a song slaps i should be allowed to say that i don't like it without getting canceled on twitter again that is what i actually wanted to talk about because bts's new song dynamite it's not really my jam but that's because i have taste in music and i have an opinion so granted it has grown on me i will say that but if I went on Twitter and said dynamite sucks, I you're dead. Would not be alive. That's I would game not, over. I would not be sitting here. Yeah, that's you know? GG, no re. Like you're yeah. just gone. Um, yeah, no, but honestly, that's that's the thing with fandom cultures, like you can't say you can't be a devil's advocate. I mean, that's the thing is, I think you can in most cases, but not with BTS. Not with... And that's what's unique about them. Because, like, if I go and I trash talk Eminem, like, yeah, he's got stands. Like, that's where the word kind of comes from. But, like, at the same time, like, they might try to rip me a new one, right? They might try to, like, I don't know, tweet at me. I don't know. But I'm not going to get canceled. Right. You know, if the BTS army comes after me, I'm just dead. Like, I'm throwing in the towel at that point. If for whatever reason I piss them off, I'm, that's, I'm just deleting my account. 
Like, that's how that goes. Because, like, it's going to be every day, all day. It's insane. I think one of the reasons why the army is so particular and so aggressive is that in the fa- in the past BTS has not been treated very well and also there's a lot of xenophobia mm-hmm. against Asian and Asian artists and I think like BTS in America have just gotten a lot of slack for that so I think it's just made the bear angrier or made the hive angrier <laughs> whichever uh, animal metaphor we want to go just with in more intense buzzing in whatever <laughs> situation yeah uh, but you know like i think it, it's a combination of all the factors but bottom line fandoms are scary especially the bts oh fandom. absolutely and like i've listened to some bts songs i don't hate it it's not necessarily for me and even that even just saying that on twitter might get me like destroyed right but like imminent destruction exactly but you know i'm I'm not you know i don't discount it just because i can't understand all the words you know i listen to a lot of um like you know latin american music and some that's even in like portuguese and i don't speak portuguese but like it still bops so like i'll still vibe with it um like i think the only k-pop group that i've like ever put on a playlist though is blackpink Okay, um, that was not the answer I was expecting yeah, from you. Yeah, really, I know, right? Of all the people, hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, and of course, as we record Which these song? episodes, uh, listeners are going to figure out more, like, what my taste happens to be and kind of who I am as a person, but right now, you're the only one here that does, so, yeah, that does not seem like something I would do. I understand. I'm I'm intrigued. Which song from Blackpink? If I'm going to be completely honest, I don't know most of the titles because I just listen to it. But which song did you walking. add on your playlist? Uh, I can check... Uh, but I will checking say, my phone, being very unprofessional Black, right now. Blackpink is just not the group I expected from yeah. you, man. Really? Okay. Hey, you know, I don't know, man. I think yeah, no. I put on K-pop when I'm in the car, and like my mom will be with me, and she's like, "But why do you even listen to this music? Like, it, you don't even understand anything. It's just people like singing Korean. Do you understand Korean?" My mom thinks. I know Korean because one time we had a Korean cleaning lady come in uh-huh. to our house and my mom's just like, oh yeah, my daughter, she knows like Korean stuff. And so she like, she had me sit down and try to talk to this lady and I'm like, mom, I only know how to say hello and goodbye and say... Oh, uh, it was, it was how- Kill This Love. Kill This Love oh, okay. is the right. Blackpink song okay. that was on my playlist. I'm not going to apologize because it kind of slaps. It does slap. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. But yeah, that's that's not usually what I would go to to listen uh like if I was just walking or driving, but it's a banger even though I don't understand the words. It it's is. a banger. Um the girls are very talented. Yeah, that's honestly like the choreographical talent from K-pop groups is honestly such a huge draw. for a lot of people because it's just like yeah like they're actually like they have to learn these routines numbers etc especially when they're in a group of like 50 members you know you kind of have to try to stand out i guess but it's you're dancing and you're singing at the same time and with a lot like with a lot of groups it's expected that you sing live try imagining dancing like yeah. super fast, like really hard moves and singing, being on pitch, being on tempo, everything. I mean, I, I did that in show choir in high school. Um, so that's, you know, it's it's very real for me to realize like that. But at the same time, I did like eight songs for like the whole year. 
you know they have a discography i assume that's much more than eight songs um so having to learn for all of those especially because i hope that not every single show is the exact same because uh, we'll k-pop idol show choir kids then i don't know mm. i mean maybe the equivalent thereof i don't know though maybe interesting but as far as what's been in my recent rotation it's actually the main topic for this episode and that is Machine Gun Kelly's new album, Tickets to My Downfall, um, it released on the 25th, I'm pretty sure, and it was trending within hours, um, whether that was good or bad, you know, like trending on Twitter with a lot of people saying, like, you know, Water Gun Kelly, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I know you're not typically, you know, one to seek out MGK's new drops, so. No, but I have listened to some of his music, and I yeah. am not opposed to it. I actually enjoy it. I just need more incentive to listen yeah. to more of his music. Okay, and that's fair. But also, this album is, like, completely different from all of his other music, right? Um, well, I wouldn't say entirely, because there are a couple songs that he has in the past that, like, give off a little bit of the vibe or the style because, you know, he's his own greatest influence, so he's going to draw from himself. Um, but at the same time, this album was not a rap album. You know, typically when people think of him, they think of him as a rapper, um, but he kind of wanted to step out and be like, no, I'm a multi-talented, multi-genre artist. Um, and I think that's I think that's honestly what he did. I think he hit the nail on the head. You know, he advertised it as a pop-punk album, um, for a long time, I had a problem with the genre title of pop punk because mm-hmm. punk and pop are ideally opposite. Like if you go to like hardcore punk, like the like original like Sex Pistols type punk, then you know it's all about you know anti-establishment. You know you're you're fighting for whatever you're fighting for. It's very much just you aren't doing it because it's right or wrong. You're doing it because it's punk, which without like talking to someone who has never gone through a punk phase or isn't currently in a punk phase as I may well be um, it's very difficult to explain so one of the best ways I can do to explain it was honestly Billy Joe Armstrong the frontman of Green Day he was in an interview I think it was with like Rolling Stone or something and uh, so he the interviewer said so what is punk because he also had a big issue with the title pop punk um, and then Billy just goes and drop kicks a trash can and he goes, that's punk. And then the, the reporter goes up and drops kicks another trash can and goes, so that's punk. And Billy goes, no, that's trendy. <gasps> and it was honestly, like if there was a mic drop in an interview, that was Ooh. it. Yeah. So that's, that's the best way I can kind of describe punk, uh, to people. And then there's pop punk, which is. It has a lot of like the guitars are still there that's like a huge deal is the guitars and he, you know when mgk was getting interviewed he was talking about how guitar forward it was going to be um and he didn't really disappoint but another thing with pop punk is like you know it's more commercialized sound if that makes sense like it's not necessarily like pop music but if you think more like a fallout boy or uh, My Chemical Romance, like those are starting to get into more pop punk sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of like laid the the pathway to it, like old Panic at the Disco type stuff. Um, stuff that obviously takes inspiration from 90s punk bands, but also like 
it's more in your feels, you know, yeah. and not just like more, more emo. Emo is a better word for it. Pop punk is pretty close to emo, um, although there is a different genre called emo. But it's just like you're you're getting there. Um, so this album was produced and partially drummed by Travis Barker. Do you know who Travis Barker is? Sounds familiar, but you may have to kind of. He he really should sound familiar. So he has he really features does. with a lot of very popular artists so like you've probably there's almost no way you haven't heard a song where he's had something to do with it because sounds familiar yeah so he's worked with people like Lil Wayne all the way up to MGK um he is the original slash only drummer for Blink-182 um yes yeah that's where okay okay yeah he's also in my opinion one of if not the best drummers of all time um and I think that's pretty hard to dispute um, you know, at the very least for him being one of the best, you know, a lot of people can argue over who's the best of all time, but I think he's up there. So of course this album, it sound, it had a few of the songs just grab like nineties blink and just pull it into 2020, mm. which is really freaking cool. If you're a fan of blink, like if you're a fan of old blink 182, give this album a listen the song world war three on this album sounds just like uh i don't know if i can say the title but um damn it is uh an old blink 182 song that it just sounds so similar um and you know it's just very it's very youth anthem and you know it almost you know if he wasn't like 30 i'd accuse him of going through like a midlife crisis with this album um <laughs> Not just because, you know, he's getting older, but because it's very much like it's it's he's turning his old sound on its ear and he's going with something completely new and just kind of grabbing life by the balls with this album. Like that's very much what this album feels like is he is going out of his way to just like grab it. Like I said, just grab life by the balls and like every track has a different vibe, different feel. You know, he has a little bit of his old like you know he implements kind of like a trippy red sound which is kind of like mixing hip-hop with punk um with like the song with trippy red that he has all i know yeah that's that's actually the one mgk song that i actually know and listen to oh candy yeah yeah no that's a banger but he has a song with trippy red on the new album called all i know so like another thing that trippy red tried to do at the beginning of his career was mix punk ish sounds Mm -hmm. with um, hip hop and you know to varying degrees of success um, but this song kind of has that vibe with it where like he kind of throws um, a beat behind you know the guitars the drums everything so it just kind of it almost makes a more fuller sound and definitely makes it easier for lyrics to just kind of flow um, and for the chorus to honestly just be catchier um, I will say the order of this album matters a lot so like you know, listen to it. If you are to listen to this album, listen to it in order. That includes the bonus tracks, um, which, because he released the deluxe edition like two days later, um, which was like three or four new songs. Well, three new songs and then an acoustic version of his hit song, Bloody Valentine, and a cover of uh, Paramore's Misery Business, um, which is a banger. Original and cover, both bangers. Paramore was one of the best artists of their time for the type of music that they made. Um, and he definitely credited them as an inspiration. 
Um, that was another thing that I've always loved about Machine Gun Kelly is any artist under him, he's never like, you know, tried to like just dump on. Like he's tried to like either bring them up or like he's never really tried to like go after artists that are under him. Unless, right. You know, um, he's not trying to pick fights with people that are seen as less successful with him. He's trying to elevate them. Um, so there's a lot of artists that because he had a Spotify playlist out when he was like teasing the album that said, you know, um, inspiration for tickets to my downfall. And on it was, of course, Blink-182, Linkin Park, who he was like super close with and their front man who uh, passed away. Um, I mean, not not necessarily recently anymore, but it still feels really recent. Um, and then like a bunch of smaller artists that he just kind of like threw in there. It's like, oh, I had no idea he listened to like Comethazine or, you know, some other artists from like, you know, the underground in Chicago, etc., and they were just credited um, in this playlist. Granted, that playlist got taken down, I think, as soon as the album came out, because that was more of like a teaser for the album for people to be like, "Oh, it's gonna sound like all of these things." Um, and even like one of the the new songs sounds like uh, Lil Peep, which mm. I don't know if you ever really yeah, listen to Lil Peep. Of, yeah, I've heard um, of Lil Peep. Mm. Yeah, it's very. It's almost like a like a SoundCloud, like uh, yell rap. No. Um, no. Hey, 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 hey. It's not. It's not awful. Uh, I actually kind of enjoyed it because I kind of like Scar Lord, Lil P, people like that. Um, and it's it's almost like if those people actually got the production value that they deserved. Hmm. So, because like honestly, I think that's their biggest detriment. Isn't that their genres bad or that their music's bad? It's because they don't have the proper production. And then when you okay. turn it around and give it multi-million dollar production status. So are you saying that this is now just like polished scream, rap, whatever it it's is? It's not necessarily even scream. I mean, his voice is obviously raspy because he doesn't have like a, a true singing voice. Like, you know, it's not super melodic. Like, it's not going to be like, you know, a Whitney Houston or a Rihanna no, type singing. But I mean... It's very, it's much more made for a punk voice, you know? Because okay. even when he raps, he doesn't rap super smooth, or at least he didn't. He kind of does now because he's polished his craft over time. But originally, when he would rap, it was almost like he was talking into the mic um, more so than he was rapping, um, which, yes, there is a difference. I see you looking at me like that. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to get into that? I well, like the difference. No, about Rainbow Hair Man. Rainbow Hair Man. We, what's what's his name again? Um, oh, Takashi Six Nine. Yes. Oh my god. Because okay. I, you know what? I really don't want to get into it. Okay, so for those of us, for those of listening who don't know, uh, Sam and I, we have a beef over what's his name? Takashi Six Nine. Yes. Um, I think he's horrible, and I don't really like him at all because I just I don't understand his music style. I can get behind other people and other rappers, but just him, I don't. Mm -mm. Yeah. But we're not gonna get into that. Because... We're not gonna get into it as much. I'll say this. I'll say I don't think his music is inherently awful, but I will also say that when I say like yelling or screaming into the mic, that's not what I mean. Okay, That's fine. not what it sounds like. Fine. I'm thinking more Scar Lord, Lil Peep. All right. You know, the guys that like just kind of more emotional than like. Emotional screaming? Yeah, more than... emotional than just like yada yada yada, which is a direct okay. quote from Takashi69. Um, Are you for real right now? Yeah. 
That's I, I hate. I, I think that I was you, on Gummo. I hate that you know like <laughs> lyrics. It's just straight up from the song. You, you know can what? Quote lyrics. Hey, you know what? I'm not a fan, but I'll listen to it. If he comes on, I'm not necessarily gonna skip it, and that can be a topic for another day. We can just talk about him if that's what you want to do. Remind me to never ride in a car with you. That's valid. <laughs> um, so another big thing about this album coming out was that you know. So he's under Interscope Records. Well, he's actually under Bad Boy Records, which is P. Diddy's label. Okay. Um, and so, like, they've produced, like, a lot of big hip-hop artists over time. And he's been wanting to make an album like this for a long time because he's always had, like, those Blink-182 influences from back in the day. Like, it's obvious that he grew up on, like, Blink, Nirvana, you know, like, you know, grunge, punk, and hip-hop like like he has he's a multifaceted artist that's been influenced by people from across the board um and he's pretty versatile as far as like he can play those instruments he can you know he had to learn how to play drums to play tommy lee uh in the motley crew movie the dirt and then you know he learned guitar so like he knows musically what he's doing now and it took so much convincing for his label to finally just say yes just let him go like, there's a, literally a video of the first song that he recorded with Travis Barker, and they're showing it to the label to try to get them to support it. And he jumps up on that table. He, like, headbangs. He, like, air guitars. He, like, lays down on the table and, like, spins around. He's going crazy. Like, he is so passionate about this project that you have to respect that. Um, and then the other bit of hate that was happening... Oh, we love Yeah, so hate. this this comes like after it was released. So it was trending and people were like, ah, water gun Kelly, ha 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 you know, tweeting like before and after pictures of him and being like, This is what happens after you lose a feud with Eminem. Um and I was just like Man, I was why are people so rude. I mean, it, it is rude, but that is kind of how hip hop works. Um, which, you know, I get it, but also this album isn't hip hop. Not that it should be safe. Because no music should be safe. Every all music should be able to be criticized. But you know, this isn't hip hop. This isn't rap. This isn't you know a place for those types of beefs. Like you know, the beef with pop punk is usually against the establishment or society or people trying to tell you what to do, and you're just like, nah. Like that's that's where pop punk's beef is. Is is with the masses. It's not with other people that are inside pop punk. You know, that's not the root of it. Whereas in hip-hop, that's, you know, kind of what that's become, sadly. Um, and a lot of people just, like, whenever MGK gets brought up, they have to bring up Eminem. They just have to. Like, they won't let it go. And I'm going to give my one hot take on MGK versus Eminem. Oh, I'm ready. And I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. Well, the first part. And then I'll explain myself. Mm. But initially, a lot of people are going to hate me. MGK won the beef. Yeah, I know. I, let me explain, let me explain, let me explain. Okay. So, yes. You know, Eminem shoots first with a diss on that song, right? You know, he can argue that MGK shot first, like, way back when, whatever. The real beef started with Kamikaze, and he took that shot at MGK. And then within the next day, next day, MGK responds with a diss track. Diss track's not perfect. I'm not saying that it is. But it had some solid disses in it. And he took, you know, a part of one of his other songs that he'd already recorded and kind of threw that in for the chorus to make it a complete song, right? Decent shots. No one can say that there weren't at least some good shots thrown. It takes Eminem 
two weeks to respond. And I'm not saying that Killshot isn't better than Rap Devil. Because I think if we're talking overall quality, Killshot's better. Okay. But keep in mind, that's 24 hours versus two weeks time. Now, not only did that, like, not only is that my thing, my other thing is that MGK didn't necessarily win lyrically. That's not what I mean. I mean he won overall. Because let's look at who's gained more from this, right? So Eminem, rap god, right? No one can say that he's not one of the best to ever do it, right? He's in almost everyone's top five or top ten, regardless of who you are in the industry. You have to pay respect to the man. And I get that. Even MGK gets that. Even in his disses, he was like saying, like, we get it. You're the best, but I'm still going to bury you. Like, that was kind of the whole point. Right. And even Eminem kind of say, like, I had to give you a career to destroy it, which isn't true. MGK was doing just fine without him. But that being said, now all of M's fans and all of everyone has now been exposed to MGK. Now, they might not have been exposed to the best version of MGK because that little EP he released at the same time was kind of trash. I mean, not gonna that's lie. the 24 hours. Uh, no. I think, so. yeah, 24 hours was on one of the songs, if that's what you're talking about. Yes. Uh, anyway. Um, but no, uh, yeah, Rap Devil was on there, which is the song, which was the diss track, which was like the big buy-in for people to get the, the little little ep um but overall not great far from his best work um you know they're good like driving music but that's about all they're good for um but at the same time now everyone's looking at mgk everyone's looking at his old stuff now because now they've been introduced and now they're seeing like songs like alpha and omega or even like his stuff way back from the late like his first album lace up where he was just a rager and then like you know um bloom which was kind of chill like kind of had like his first rock vibes so like they're getting now they're exposed to him he's getting elevated now like he has so many more fans than he would have if he had just worked by himself right so that's why i think he wins because at the end of the day he got so much more publicity. Whether he went, whether he won lyrically or not, and I don't necessarily think he did, he got so much more publicity. He got so much bigger. Got so many more eyes on him that, like, he kind of got to not only become more popular and get more fans, he also got to experience that, and then he kind of took that and morphed it into his next album, which was fire. Mm-hmm. Like, people across the board enjoyed it whether they loved it or thought it was his best or not that's different but it was honestly it was a solid album hotel diablo was his most recent rap album and most of those songs on there are in some of my playlists and like you know candy was on there it's a good album Um, like i listened to more songs from that album it's yeah it's it's fire it's fire and that's why i'm saying like at the end of the day he won but I think people should just drop it at this point. Like, it's yeah. been... When was that? Like, two years ago? Seriously? people are It was up- freshman year. People are- My freshman year. Sorry for anyone listening. That was two years ago. People are still picking up beef from two years ago. Well, it's hip-hop. People are still picking up beef from the 90s, okay? That's, okay. That's, right. not, that's not going to end. That's not going to stop. But, yeah, it's it's just kind of annoying because now anything that he, anytime he does anything, like, people were, like, going after his outfit that he wore to the VMAs, which, honestly, I thought was fire. It looks good. I thought good. it was fire. Yeah. Um, I, showed, I showed her the photo of it before filming, 
it's so it's like a sleeveless pink turtleneck, pink pants, like black dress shoes and like a pearl necklace, right? I just want to add that the pinks were not the same shade. The pinks were not the same shade and that is my only gripe. It's a very important detail that has it's it's also like hot pink. Yeah. We're I'm I'm not a fan of hot pink, but it kind of goes with this whole I'm saying with like the light blonde hair with like his new pop punk hairstyle and like the pink honestly brings it together with like his painted nails and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it He's just it white. works. He and then outfits pink, white and pink, they all go together yeah. like just and then his new album is, like, a lot of black and pink aesthetic. So it goes with everything that he's been doing. Um, and it's just, like, people are coming after him for wearing pink. Like, I get it. People will make fun of anything. Guys, it's 2020. Let That's literally what he said. That's pink. literally what he said. Oh, my gosh. So, like, yeah, he, like, he was on, I don't know if it was TikTok or what, but he was like, it's 2020. You're still you're still scared of pink in 2020? Come on. And he flicks the camera. He's like, you're mad. Just You're mad. Just it. say it. You're mad. I feel like people are just stirring up controversy over the smallest. Exactly. Most and that that's what's annoying to me is they're not listening to his new music because like his song Bloody Valentine, which won that VMA, by the way, you know, won the VMA for best alternative video. I think it was. Yeah. Best alternative video wins the VMA. Good. Like, honestly, awesome song. I listened to it nonstop for like half a day. Um, and then he makes sure that he gets all the white girls listening because his next song that he releases before the album is with Black Bear. <gasps> okay, I think I might be a, secretly a white girl. I think so, too, because of the way he reacted. But literally, like, it was just everyone was like, I oh, like yeah. I like Black Bear. Yeah, of course you do. Hey. <laughs> hey. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, that, but that, exactly, now you're going to go listen to that song, aren't you? I'm going to listen to all of his music now. Okay, exactly. But especially that one. He, and this isn't the first song he's done with Black Bear. Like, they've worked together before. But at the same time, it's like, oh, yeah, got to make sure all, I get all the white girls to listen to this album. Let's Honestly? get it. And it's it's a it's a bop of a song. And it's just like, that's what I just, I wish people would just give this album and him, him in general, but especially this album, a chance. Because, like, it has... It has influences from hip-hop, from, you know, old pop-punk, from old punk music, you know, just from, like, everything, from, like, from Rage to the Machine to, like, DMX. Like, these are all influences that he's not afraid to say that he has and to exhibit, um, you know, like, with the new track list and everything. Like, you know, if you want a song, like, if you've ever lost a loved one that you, like, legitimately care about, the song Lonely on this album, it'll make you cry. Because essentially, like, the story behind it, he was supposed to release this album months ago, like, in early summer, which, honestly, it could have been an album of the summer had it been released then. But he postponed it because his dad died, like, a couple days before he was supposed to drop it. Oh, no. So instead, he was like, I'm not going to drop it. I need to take time for myself. So instead, he goes back and he records new songs for this album after that happened. And you can tell, because there are multiple songs where it's like, okay, this comes from that. Yeah. So he, like, the song Lonely is about losing his dad and his aunt that he was, like, super close to. And, like, it's, like, if you ever felt like someone was taken too soon, like, before their time, that song is going to hurt you, like, in a good way. You know? Is pain ever in a good sense? I think, I think, uh, like, when you can, like, relate to people with it, I okay. think it can be good. Especially, it can be healthy. I can help you process it. Doesn't feel good. Uh, no, heck no. But it feels. Um, 
healthy. But, you know, like, a lot of this album's about, like, you know, how people want to be around you all of a sudden when you're falling apart and, like, not before. Like, they're not there for you when you're starting to fall apart. But after you've fallen apart and while you're falling, like, deeper, that's when people just kind of crowd around you. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of what a lot of this album kind of feels like. Um, You know, if you really want to cry, there's a song at the end of the album, not the deluxe version, because the deluxe version has, like, three other songs. But there's a song that he has called uh, Play This When I'm Gone. And it's a little ukulele. Why are you trying to make me cry? Yeah, and it's for his daughter. Stop. It's for his daughter. Stop. That's right. He just lost his dad. He goes and he writes a song for his daughter to uh. listen to as soon as he's dead. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's Mm-mm. what I thought. That's what I thought. You're going to cry in this studio before you even get a chance to listen to it. Man, really got got to punch me in the feels, don't you? Yeah, exactly. That's kind of how I felt. Um, you know what's interesting? Because you were talking about how uh, MGK is getting a lot more slack for his album and even though the album is fire, it kind of goes back to, like, the whole BTS thing. Yeah. Because if you actually listen to BTS, their songs are legit fire. I mean, they have a song that's titled Fire, guys. It's good. It's good. It's amazing. And, yeah, sure, if you don't understand Korean, you don't know what the heck is going on. But the lyrics are so deep and so emotional. Like, it talks about friendship. It talks about youth. It Sounds talks like about... you need to listen to it with a translator. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I have. Or you could be productive and actually learn Korean, which is what I'm doing. But like, okay, I don't know if I don't know of very many people that are going to be dedicated enough to learn Korean just to uh, listen to K-pop. Surprisingly, a lot more than you think. But okay, that aren't already K-pop stands. <laughs> don't call me out like this. Um, <laughs> but anyway, like even even if you don't understand it, BTS still gets a lot of flack because they look effem- like effeminate. Is that how you say it? Yeah, effeminate. Um, effeminate or adro- they, androgynous. Yeah, androgynous. And I mean, I don't really see that as a problem. Like I still find them attractive. Um, like they look androgynous. They people don't understand what their music is about, and like they're Asian. There's this whole like xenophobia like xenophobia against that kind of like can't talk but there's xenophobia against those races of people i mean there's always going to be that whenever it comes to foreign music in general mm-hmm. and you know like a lot of a lot of the best producers ever across the board have been swedish right mm-hmm. like the ones that produce like old gaga perry like even metal like across the board um, you'll see a staggering number of Swedish producers, right. which is insane because the only reason that like we tend to be more okay with British artists or um, Canadian artists, artists even, and not even necessarily because they're white, but it's because they speak English, ah. you know, and there's always going to be that language barrier. And unless someone is like legitimately interested they're not going to take it the time out of their day to go and listen and just try to know what's what's being said. If they can understand it, there's also a lot of people that are just in it for the music and honestly, more power to you. I wish I could listen to more music that I just don't understand, but I don't have that in me to just be like, I can just listen to music that I don't understand for an extended period of time because I, I'm a lyricist. I write lyrics. I love I love it when... People have lyrics of substance, you know, like I always want to know what people have to say. Um, So for me to get invested in an artist that I can't understand is much more difficult than, say, an artist that like speaks my language. That's understandable. And I totally understand that people process music in different ways, and that's completely valid. But it's kind of ironic because uh, BTS released their new single Dynamite which mm-hmm. is exclusively in English so basically they're 
angling their song towards a lot of American viewers and English-speaking listeners. And if you take a look at the lyrics of the song, Dynamite is very shallow. The lyrics are very... Oh, for sure. Very shallow. And when you compare that to previous BTS... Discography. Discography. There you you. go. Thank you, Mr. Thesaurus. Um, (laughs) But when you compare it to previous songs, their songs are so deep, lyrically deep, lyrically meaningful, Uh, especially like in their raps, they put in a lot of rhyme schemes and just they have a lot of wordplay in their rap. And with Dynamite, when you listen to it, it's just all like, yeah, it's summertime. Woohoo. Like, let's dance it's all yeah. of that and it's kind of ironic because it's like their one american song is the most shallow so are they dumbing it down for well, their I mean, american english-speaking audience and that's i think that's a testament to just what kind of becomes popular in general like right. what is pop music you know like we can argue back and forth every day about whether or not you know taylor swift is deep or miley cyrus when she was popular was deep or, you know, Ariana Grande, whoever, like we can argue back and forth whether or not their lyrics are actually deep. But for the most part, the songs that become the most popular are typically super shallow with catchy choruses that repeat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I'm not saying that artists even like MGK are, you know, immune to that. Like he has pop songs like, you know, he had bad things with Camila Cabello, um, you know, stuff like that where it is just a little bit more shallow, but it's, it's, you know, the masses listen to it more because it is, it's easy to grasp. You know, it's easy to hold on to. It's easy to be like, I know what they're saying. I can relate to it because they don't get so specific that you can't relate. And that's kind of why I actually like this album that he just released because it has that, it has both, you know, enough where like every, I think everyone can relate to this album but if you actually like listen, listen, then I think it depends on who you are as far as which song is going to reach out to you the most. So the song that like everyone's been listening to um, is um, Forget Me Too. And that has Halsey on it. And, you know, obviously Halsey's a big draw anyway. God, I love um, Halsey. Yeah. Who doesn't love Halsey? You know, she's fantastic. Um, but at the same time, you know, this song like you know, everyone's like, wow, the biggest pop punk, you know, song to come out of, you know, the new 2000s is from Machine Gun Kelly and Halsey. What the hell? Like, if you told someone in, like, the early 2000s that, they would have never believed you. They'd have been like, who's MGK and well, who's Halsey? Exactly. Um, but at the same time, it's, just, it's crazy. But, like, that's, like, the big popular song. Whereas, like, for me, the song that, like, I immediately like because I listened to every single song the day it came out in a row in order because I was told that the order mattered. Um, but Drunk Face, oh my god, I'm obsessed with this song. Like, granted, it's not super pop punky, like it has like a little bit of a trap beat in the background, but it's all a like, oh my gosh, I lost my mind. Like, you can ask the people that I was chilling with when I listened to it because like I I was just hanging out with people that I remembered oh, the album just dropped because it was midnight and I threw in my earbuds and I was just listening to every song back to back. That song, I lost my mind. Like, I was like, why is he in my head talking about, like, all the things that recently happened to me? Like, and talking about exactly how I feel about them. So, like, that song hit it for me, but I can easily see, like, if anyone's lost anyone recently, then, like, Lonely, that's going to hit you so hard. 
you know, anyone coming out of like in their senior year of high school, all I know, that's going to hit you so hard. Anyone coming out of a relationship that you felt was one-sided one way or another, forget me too, sure. And like almost everyone's been in a relationship that ended not the best, right? So I think that's why that song and also because Halsey's on it stuck out. You know, and then like Bloody Valentine, it, there was a reason that it was already trending. There was a reason that it got the, you know, the VMA award, everything. I could go down every single list, but that's going to take too much time because there's too many songs on this whole album to just like go one by one. But what I will say is overall, this album deserves a listen. I give it, as of right now, how I feel about it, I'm giving it a four out of five because I don't know if I'm going to find something that like just absolutely trumps it or if he's going to trump it himself. Um, so I'm going to leave that five spot available. But for right now, I'm going to say a four out of five, maybe four and a half out of five. So if you like old school pop punk um, or if you heard his song, I think I'm OK, which went huge because it had Young Blood and Travis Barker on it, which was the only reason that this album really got the OK from the record label. If you like old school pop punk with like emotional, introspective lyrics, um, with like maybe like a little bit of hip hop thrown in there, or if you're just a white girl who likes Black Bear and you just want to listen to that song, I totally get it, and you're valid for liking what you like. But just give the whole album a listen to, give the deluxe album a listen to, actually, because those three songs are worth it. Um, but yeah, so until next time, see you later, bye guys. <laughs>